This podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. We're speaking to Stephanie Recho. She's co-founder and CMO of Mia Tango. And we're about to ask her yes. about her new endeavor, but she's been talking about kayak and her past experience in advertising. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just got to the point in her story about why she left kayak. And But how, why did you go? I mean, you have all this agency experience, all this experience with companies. Why would you go and start your own company? Well, um, so, you know, the interesting thing about Mia Tango is, it's such, you know, going back to what you guys were talking about when you came back on the air about the interesting conversations you get into about marketing. It's such an interesting marketing problem to solve. And that mm-hmm. is a big part of it for me. And it's also, there's a personal inspiration there. If you talk to anybody who has been in category for maternity clothing, mm-hmm. you pretty universally get a similar response to the question of, so what was it like to shop for maternity clothes? Most of the time you get a, oh, it's terrible, <laughs> yeah, it's awful, yeah. you know. And I think that the, the category is really screaming for a transformation. Um, and I think that that's really what interested me. You know, the, the inspiration story is really Melissa's story. When we were at Kayak, we, um, the, you know, when we started at Kayak, Kayak was privately held. And it IPO'd in 2012, and she was the CFO. And within a few months of IPOing, we were acquired by the Priceline Group. Mm. And so she had to go through that entire process. But, oh, by the way, she was pregnant at the same time with twins. And so she went through the roadshow pregnant um, and, you know, had to dress for that. And then, so, you know, you're... She was a, a, let's say, a certain size. Yeah, <laughs> twins. <the> show happened. <laughs> and about three months later, when she was eight months pregnant, um, you know, the acquisition uh, started to happen with Priceline, and so she had to attend those meetings. And there was a meeting right near near the end, uh, you know, end of her pregnancy and also end of the process, where she she couldn't she honestly couldn't figure out what to wear, and it was specifically her. You know, everybody has a a specific maternity challenge. Either, you know, you grow you grow too much or your feet swell up or, or whatever. And hers was that her feet swelled up. And she ended up having to go to a meeting in house slippers with the CEO and the CFO of the Priceline Group, a $66 billion company. And they are the nicest people in the world. But you can't um, unsee but, slippers. <laughs> yeah, but you, you feel like yourself. And she yes. sort of thought to herself, well, well this sucks. Yeah. Uh, you know, this, there has to be a better solution to this. And so, you know, that, the inspiration really came from her. But that insight is so common. that, that So let me, let me see awful. if I can articulate. Is the, is the insight that the product wasn't available or the shopping experience was too difficult? So it's, it's both. So there's, you know, there's a, there's a challenge with product being available, and there's a challenge. There are some designers out there who, do, who are doing amazingly thoughtful things. They're mostly women. They're mostly women who've been through it themselves, who've had a specific challenge. So, for example, clothes that you can nurse in easily but still feel good wearing to work. That's a challenge. Yeah. And so there are lots of brands who are addressing a niche challenge, but they're small. They're small companies, um, mostly, you know, one, one woman shows. They don't have a lot of marketing uh, budget to get themselves out there and get themselves known. And when you're the pregnant woman looking for clothing, 
it's mm. really hard. It's mm-hmm. really hard to find good stuff that is your style, whatever your style mm. may be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's there's a conundrum on both ends. There's a little bit of a supply problem. Is you know is there enough good stuff out there? I think more and more there is starting to be good stuff, but it's really hard to find them. And so for us, it's it's about bringing those all together in one place. So, so we have a little bit of a hybrid model. We do... Okay, I was going to ask, are you yeah. a marketplace? <clears throat> yeah, we do marketplace. Um, so it's hybrid. We do partly traditional retail, um, and we do partly marketplace partners. And do you make your own product, or you just buy product from brands and inventory? And So far, we only buy from brands, but doing our own line is part of the future plan. So, so ultimately, we want to be doing all three of these things. We want to have a portion that's traditional retail, a portion that's marketplace, and a portion that is us designing our own line. Mm. The thing that really makes this interesting, though, I, I mean, not that it's not interesting enough to begin with, but the behavior in this category is fascinating because one of the other really big things that's a challenge in this category is not just, you know, scarcity of good product or the good product is out there but impossible to find. It's that women feel guilty buying maternity clothing. So is this a category for Rent the Runway? It, it is a little bit, but the challenge with Rent the Runway is a little bit there's, I, I don't want to say it's a quality thing. I've used Rent the Runway. I, you know, it's <laughs> yeah, not, yeah. It's not a quality. It's not a quality issue. But for us, we wanted to offer people the avenue to buy. But we also have a trade program, so it's not a rental program. Mm-hmm. But we we basically say for any item that you purchase new from us, you can trade it back in within nine months of your date of purchase, and we'll give you thirty percent cash back. And then what we do is we sell stuff pre-loved. And once it goes out the door pre-loved, that's, you know, that's a, that we don't trade back from the pre-loved stuff. And eventually we're going to add another component to it where we're going to accept donations and we'll make sure that they get it to women in need. Mm-hmm. We're still building out the entire, the entire value proposition. But we like that idea because the pre-loved stuff has only been, ever been worn by one other woman. Right. Um, and so for that, for us, that was that was important versus the And that alleviates the, the guilt program. on both sides for the first user and the second user. Exactly. Yeah. And so, um, but it's, it's so interesting, you know, the reason that we set up trade and that we set up pre-loved is partly to offset this guilt. But there, there are some really interesting things where people need to be nudged along through, you know, they, they sort of behave a little bit irrationally in the category. So I'll, I'll give you a great example. So, and I'm sure you've heard people say this. So rather than buying maternity clothing, which is, you know, purpose-built, made for you in this particular phase of your life, mm-hmm. a lot of people will say, oh, I'm not going to go out and buy maternity clothing. I don't want to spend money on that. I'm going to go out and buy, you know, I'm usually a size small or a size medium. I'm going to go out and buy a large or an extra large. Mm-hmm. So I can wear it when I'm done being pregnant. So I can wear it when I'm right. done being pregnant. I, I made that mistake. Never works. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the funny thing about it is when you look at that, that you, you're buying maternity clothing. Yes, maternity crazy. clothing. That's yeah. not, you know, you're, it is it is very true that your needs and your style will change once you become a mother, but buying the large in the pants <laughs> when you're really a small is not, it's is not, not the fix. Yeah. 
You know, and I'm guilty of another irrational behavior. So instead of investing in some quality pieces, I spent less on the pieces that I bought, but then hated them, so I bought a whole bunch more of them, Mm -hmm. which is also completely irrational. Mm -hmm. You know, so you end up with buckets of stuff that you want to have a bonfire with, you know, at the end. And that's really what people were telling us. And so what we'd like to do is be able to provide a variety of different avenues for women to, to sort of address that guilt um, that they feel. You know, you're, when you're pregnant, you're, you're bringing a human into the world, a very expensive little human. <laughs> 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 you know? And so your focus is on, oh, I gotta, I gotta buy for the baby, I gotta buy for the baby, it's not about you. But mm. the challenge is that you also, that's a time when you should shine, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And so we wanna try to, without without the guilt, offsetting the guilt, bring the focus back to the mom and her taking care of herself so, and feeling good. Speaking to Stephanie Recho, she's co-founder and CMO of Mia Tango. It's, mm-hmm. You know, you're a great brand strategist, so you've developed a very nice proposition for this brand, but it's a brand new brand. So how did you get awareness? How are you building awareness? So for us, I mean, we're still bootstrapped at this stage. So awareness is definitely a challenge for us. Um, and so what we're doing is we've basically been, been testing our way into uh, a view of what I will call a view of how we would scale, <laughs> given, given where we are right now. So we definitely did start by employing some performance marketing tactics. We wanted to see which of those tactics could scale for us if and when you know we get to that point that we have the budget that we want. And what we found was... You know, there are definitely there are definitely opportunities there. The target audience is there. The target audience is hungry for a product like this. So there's but there's something else that needs to happen and it kind of goes back to those behavioral issues, the irrational things that people do and nudging them through it. We need to what we discovered was that optimal combination of things was going to be something along the lines of the performance marketing plus some PR for credibility, Mm -hmm. plus influencers. Mm. Because it was going to allow us to better be able to tell our story. And that's really the stage that we're in right now. I would call it, we're sort of the pre-scaling stage. Mm -hmm. So awareness is definitely a challenge for us right now. But we know what combination of channels we would put together right out of the gate once we are funded. And that's, that's really what we're focusing on right now is, is getting funding so that we can take it to that next level. So when you're defining influ- influencers, obviously you're going to probably look for people who are pregnant. Um, yeah. Are you going to try to get like pregnant bloggers or pregnant celebrities or pregnant athletes? Or? It's a combination of things. So I, I will say that um, there are definitely what we'd like is a mix. Because the product offering is a mix. We do athletic wear, we do occasion dresses, we do casual wear, we do work wear, um, we do transition wear, we do nursing, all of those kinds of things. So it's a combination of um, pregnant influencers and new moms, because that's our audience. The audience isn't just the people who are pregnant, but it's also the people who are in what I would call early motherhood. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... And there's a particular, you know, we want the, the person, we see our woman as being active, she's confident, she's a self-starter. That doesn't necessarily mean she has to be working out of the home, but she has a point of view on things. And so there are certain types of bloggers and Instagrammers that really resonate with us. 
And I would I would price our product as being somewhere in the middle. We're not, um, you know, we're not the lower end of the price spectrum like uh, an Old Navy or mm. a Target would be, mm-hmm. but we're also not the high end of the spectrum. Um, you know, the the sort of very um, very upper tier maternity things. It's not five hundred dollars for a sweater. You know, the average price of an item on our site is around a hundred dollars. So that puts us sort of squarely in the middle. And so we're looking for women also who are are you know sort of fit that that image. So one thing I think that's on your side, I would imagine, is that these pregnant women and new moms are networked. And so you can find somebody and then use social media as something to get the message out through the network. Absolutely. This is such, it's so interesting coming from online travel to this. And it's not that people are not engaged in travel, though Kayak was a very sort of utility utility-like product. It wasn't, the, it wasn't the inspiration product. We weren't inspiring people to travel. So it was a little bit more on the lower part of the funnel. Once you knew where you were going, right. you could go to Kayak and find exactly what you needed. This is a little bit different. And I will say that this audience is so engaged. They're so excited and they are so networked with one another. Um, so there, that definitely is a big part of the power of those channels um, in this particular mix. I don't know, you know, I know it exists in some categories. It definitely does not exist in all categories or everybody would be doing it, although some people are doing it and probably shouldn't be. Um, but it, it really is an interesting part of this mix. So we have a caller, Junie from North Carolina. Would you like to ask Stephanie a question? Uh, it's not so much a question, but uh, as a thought, as I'm headed to the golf course, I'm thinking when I, when I, way back when, when I was going to be a, uh, an expectant father, it was very important to me to how my pregnant uh, first lady looked. And yeah. I don't know if it's possible to oh, that's interesting angle to involve men as a part of the marketing. Yes, um, interesting. Definitely, yeah. Where, yeah. where we get involved in kind of you know trying to pick out items for for her or so on. So I interesting. It just dawned on me that perhaps that could be another approach to uh, growth market. Oh, yeah. Jenny, no, thank you for that question. Right. Yep. You know, it's interesting because having just been through the, you know, the Mother's Day season, I call it a season now because it lasts for a while, um, we, we definitely, you know, oriented the gift guide, uh, you know, not just to the moms and to their friends, but also to their significant others and to the men in their lives. Yeah. And I think as we grow, we definitely would like to, to grow what we do against those audiences because I do think that that is is uh, very important. Yeah, I, I don't see these brands targeted. It didn't yeah. even occur to me. Right. <laughs> you were like, yeah. men, what do you have to do with it? Your job yeah, right, is exactly. done. Exactly. <laughs> Wait a second. Yeah, what's this guy Wait a minute, I want to be involved. Yeah. Can I help uh, with the fashion sense and all of this? Yeah, That's a really interesting angle. I, yeah. I just really haven't seen that before. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Stephanie, thank you very much for coming on the show tonight. And if you want to find out more about Stephanie Recho and her new product, Me Tango, on the new maternity destination website, go to metango.com. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu. 